Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy podcast. And today we're getting back to kind of our, our regular episodes, I guess you could say. The, the first couple episodes of the new year, I did a little bit different variation that we might uh, come back to. But today we're, we're kind of getting back to things. And uh, before we jump into it, today's episode is going to be a little bit about the Matrix and the value of reality. And before we get into that, though, uh, so if you want to help support the podcast, help keep it going, help it grow, please check out my Patreon page for the bonus content and all those goodies. And then also you can get a hold of me on Twitter and email if you want to give me any thoughts, feedback, and let me know of anything you're you're thinking about. And also just uh, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, share it with your friends, and just kind of help the podcast grow. But anyway, let's just get right into things. So today, we're going to talk about The Matrix, like I said. So the original Matrix film, it's it's become a, a cultural phenomenon, one that seems... It only seems to gain further relevance with age. You know, the, 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 a, a film that originally was released in 1999 was it was ahead of its time. It's one that I've viewed many, many times. And for the questions it raises, the questions that it raises actually, I feel like have become more relevant today. And the question I want you to consider today, though, is: Is it so crazy to want to plug into the Matrix? So as we come to learn in the film, Neo is the character that learns about the virtual world that the people perceive to be the actual reality. But it's all a lie. It's an artificial world created by the machines. See, Neo becomes aware of his fake reality and chooses to unplug from the virtual world created by the machines. He chooses to unplug from the Matrix. Now... If you recall from the film, the reality where the machines are king and where all where where a small the small faction of resistance has has started fighting back, it, it it isn't. But this resistance movement and what's involved with it is it's not all that it's cracked up to be, right? It's a world where the resistance is constantly on the run, food is scarce, living conditions are poor. The resistance revolts revolt seems to be basically a losing call cause. And life isn't so great, right? So you have this character, Cypher. A character that is part of the resistance, but he can't bear this true reality any longer. And I will say, he, he, he's kind of a shitty character, essentially. He's not, a, he's not a great guy. But we should consider his decision to want to plug in. So Cypher says, I don't want to remember nothing. Nothing, you understand? And I want to be rich. Someone important, like an actor. You can do that, right? Agent Smith responds, whatever you want, Mr. Reagan. See, Cypher chooses to give information about the resistance to the machines. What does he get in return? He gets the opportunity to plug back into the Matrix, a chance to forget his understanding of the true nature of reality, one that is artificial and less meek. He gets to choose to plug into the pleasurable lies provided by the Matrix. And with that, he gets to kind of basically form his own reality, that reality that would be true for him. See, and this is where we must enter the philosophy side of things. And this is where the experience machine comes in. This brings us to Robert Nozick, who introduced a thought experiment that has become widely known as the experience machine. So imagine our world where scientists have created a new amazing technology, the experience machine. 
that's we, we won't get too creative with the name. We're going to call it the experience machine. So scientists sit you down and ask you everything that you've ever wanted out of life. You explain your perfect life, the ideal image you want of yourself. Maybe it's winning an NBA championship, earning a Nobel Prize, or having the intelligence of Albert Einstein. Perhaps it's simply being well-known for your inventions like Elon Musk, or maybe it's merely feel that feeling after you finally finish the book you've meant to and become successful. The possibilities are only limited to your imagination. So, how does this machine work? The device has super-duper neuropsychologists, as Robert Nozick refers to, that can simulate your brain so that you would think and feel you were writing a great novel or making a friend or reading an interesting book. All the time, you would be floating in a tank with electrodes attached to your brain. That's how Robert Nozick explained it, which I think is a good explanation. See, this machine puts your unconscious body into a tank of fluid, plugging into electrodes into your brain. Once in the tank, the simulation begins. See, the question is, should you plug into this machine for life, pre-programming your life's experiences? See, there's no need to worry about missing out on life experiences. The library of possible choices is endless to you. Anything you imagine can be yours. You just have to plug in and imagine it. See, although once you pl- once plugged in, you will never again wake up or experience the real, real world. This is part of the experiment here. Or interact with the real people. But this will be unknown to you. Everything will feel real. It will appear identical to real life. So building off of Nozick's question. If a group of genius scientists created the experience machine, machine and guaranteed it to work, would you do it? Is Cypher so crazy for wanting to plug into the Matrix? See, Nozick's explanation is, he provides, a, he provides a few suggestions here on why he would say most would elect not to plug in. One being, we want to do certain things and not just have the experience of having done them. And two being, we want to be certain people, and to plug in is to commit a form of suicide, in that the experience does not mean you are the person that you are experiencing because it's a fake simulation, right? And then three being, we are limited to a human-created reality, one that people have constructed, no ability to contact any deeper reality. You are limited by the human-made simulation, right? But then again, it's also limited to the human imagination. We know that can do wonders as well. You see, this third point is something the Matrix touches on. In that once you unplug, you shouldn't want to plug back in. You are now aware of the true reality. And you, for some reason, have this intrinsic need to fight for that real reality, that true reality. And the Matrix makes the point, like Nozick, that real life is what matters because there is something intuitively important about reality that humans want to, they want to strive for. There are things that matter to us more than merely having certain experiences, at least, at least for some of us, right? And this is where we'll get into the point that I'm, I'm, I think that we should consider, right? So Nozick's argument essentially goes, if all that mattered to us was pleasure then we would want to plug into the experience machine. And however, we would not want to plug in. Thus, there are things which matter to us besides pleasure. 
So he's, he's assuming we would not want to plug in, right? This argument is Nozick's initial inspiration to respond to this idea that pleasure is the only thing that we should care about. For him, there's something about being in the real reality. So what is the consequence if you are not convinced that you should not plug in? Well, assuming that you find no problem with the machine because you you won't recall plugging in and, and you can have the best life you have ever imagined, then you have no problem with hedonism or which is the word for the phrase or the, the understanding that pleasure being your intrinsic value judgment according to Nozick. But is Nozick right? See, maybe your intuition says something else where you, you take issue with the fact it isn't real. Like this isn't the real reality in the simulation. That perhaps you don't find pleasure as your foundational value. For me, intuitively, I find real experiences seem to be better, right? They should at least. And I would hesitate to plug in. Although it doesn't seem obvious as Nozick claims. Plus, based on on the parameters we've put forward and Nozick has put forward and the Matrix has it as well, once you unplug, how do you know that you are then in the current reality? How do we know that Neo was woken up to the real reality, maybe he's still in the Matrix? Could the same problem arise? You see, you see, in the case of the Matrix, is it possible you are still in the machine? See, now imagine someone whose life has been met with endless hardship, where everything they do fails. They can't hold a job. They have trouble making friends. They didn't hit that genetic lottery when it comes to looks to societal standards. Or maybe it's a person that was hit with tragedy growing up, losing their parents. Imagine someone that has met a life full of constant, unending misery. A life that you could not possibly bear. Would this make you plug in? Would it be so ridiculous that the person experiencing the worst life you can imagine would want to plug in? Based on that, some level of pleasure in life seems to be a necessary condition for wanting to to be part of the real reality, right? What would the reason be for plugging in? If it's because you are experiencing too much pain and not enough pleasure in your real life, then it would seem that the experience machine doesn't prove hedonism false. See, look at the growing issue of depression we have in our current, what we perceive to be a real reality. I think it would be safe to assume many people facing this mental hardship would gladly plug in, or at least would find many reasons to plug in, even if they don't. A reason you might not plug in seems to point to the fact one might take pleasure in knowing that your experiences are real. You are content with the pleasure you are receiving out of life and your current experiences. Plus, that fact that you're receiving pleasure from knowing that the, the true reality is the real one. But then again, that, that still kind of falls flat because once you plug in, you don't know what is the true reality actually. See, this demonstrates a particular value structure, your individual method for experiencing pleasure. If you're thinking about this, you might find yourself going down a rabbit hole. See, if your life is going smoothly, what if you had previously been living in some terrible life of endless suffering and, and you escaped by opting into the experience machine? Was that decision wrong then, now that you are happier in a way? Plus, we already have created a vast amount of different entertainment choices to escape reality. The internet, void of escape, movies, never-ending TV shows, video games... 
virtual reality that is continue, continuing to advance, video games that are becoming more and more realistic and, and immersive, and even traveling as a form of escape. All these offer an escape from your current reality in a way. See, the machine offers this escape on a much larger scale, one that you never have to come back from, and one that you never have to know you made the difficult decision of. So now take that example. And imagine you are given a one-time opportunity to opt out and re-enter your life of endless suffering. Would you? Probably not. It would seem irrational to do so in many cases even. Okay, okay. But let's, let's grant that there's something about the genuine pleasure from genuine reality. Something that is more valuable than the pleasure experienced in the machine. However, it doesn't appear the pleasure isn't genuine. Maybe if you think you can't experience experience genuine pleasure while in the machine, but I think many that were, were plugged in and now unplugged would say they experienced real pleasure. It was real for them in those moments because that's a part of the experiment. Experiment. It's, it's, there's no, no separability there. How can we know the pleasure we are currently experiencing is real genuine pleasure and not artificial then? We only found out the pleasure was fake after we wake up. So at the very least, Cypher, he isn't being unreasonable for wanting to plug in. Depending on his, sure, he's a, he's a dick for throwing his resistance crew under the bus, but depending on his experience with the real reality, who can genuinely claim he's being irrational for desiring his own artificial life? One that he can set out, one that he can feel that is real in his experiences and have real, genuine pleasure from it. So in conclusion, I don't want to get too much into my support or disapproval of Nozick's argument, as I think this thought experiment succeeded at something else. See, we can use this experiment to kind of evaluate ourselves, our situation, and our choices, our life choices, asking, are you happy in your current state? From our understanding of the universe, we don't have the option to plug in. So if you would want to plug in, does that say something your current experiences in life or how you're experiencing them. It also comes down to the individual. I don't see any real right or wrong answer here. It's definitely not black and white. Is reality delivering the values or happiness you want to derive out of life? Your experience of reality, based on the individual, will likely shape the answer you intuitively experience when faced with the question of whether or not to plug in. See, maybe we should, we should take the answer to this question to reconsider the choices we are making to live a happy, enjoyable, and fulfilling life, right? But anyway, that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, please subscribe, rate, review, leave me some feedback, help support the show to help it grow and keep going. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening and tune in next time. Peace.